0: Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for Conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Rosh Hashanah sermon by Rabbi Matt Shapiro. When we sat down a few months ago to plan the High Holidays, this wasn't quite what we had in mind. COVID numbers were down, vaccinations were up. Sure, we might decide to start the season outside, but to take advantage of the field, not because of medical precautions. And yet, here we are. It seemed like things were moving in one direction, but then they shifted, and now we find ourselves navigating different circumstances. On some level, it's disappointing, especially since we thought we would be past this. We thought we had moved past this point. But this construct, a sense of frustration at how life unfolds in a less than straightforward or ideal way doesn't just happen collectively. It also happens on an individual level and it happens all the time. For example, I know that I can be more patient with my kids and sometimes I am. (laughs) And then I see myself losing my cool yet again. I was proud of myself for the meditation practice I consistently engaged in during lockdown. I was proud that I was using my stationary bike more regularly. But both of those routines have been irregular recently at best. Two steps forward, one step, okay, a step and a half back, right back into old patterns. I'm confident I'm not the only one who experiences this. There are any number of examples, a diet you don't keep up with, or an exercise plan you only sustained for a few days. After all, gyms couldn't stay open if they always had the numbers they had every January 2nd. Now, as I speak tonight, I invite you to reflect on an example from your own life. What's a habit that you hope to finally change? What's a long-standing obstacle you've occasionally gained ground on, but haven't yet overcome? We all grapple with this because change isn't linear that can be frustrating and discouraging I want to keep moving forward I want those shifts those things I've worked hard on to be permanent especially when they impact the people around me why does it have to be so tough to sustain change fortunately there's a model in our tradition for navigating this perennial challenge chuva chuva is most frequently defined as repentance the process through which we atone for our misdeeds and resolve to handle things differently. But as always, however, translation is inexact. Chuvah can also mean an answer, a response. When we ask a question, a sheila, we hope to receive an answer, a chuvah. So, confronted with a situation in which I might easily stumble or go backwards, I can then ask myself, how will I respond now and then engage in a process of tshuva, determining what my answer will be. Tshuva invites me to grapple with that moment, pushes me to answer the question of how I'm going to respond now. When I get frustrated, when I'm feeling stuck, what will I do? Each moment offers the opportunity and the demand of a new answer. We can't respond to where we had hoped we might be, We can only respond to the situation we're currently in. Acceptance is a prerequisite, and that can be painful. I very well might not want my current experience, especially if I'm being confronted with my shortcomings, but I can't move forward without that recognition. Change demands acceptance, awareness of what's difficult, but it also offers hope for what could still lie ahead. We need that hope and it has been held out to us for as long as we've been a people. When Moses was at the burning bush, God revealed the name Ehiyah Asher Ehiyah, roughly translated as I will be that which I will be. This essential transformational idea is further reinforced when Moses asks how he should name God for the Israelites for them to recognize God. God responds that Moses should say, Ehiyah sent me, that I will be sent me to you. God is found in the simple statement, I will be. What can you be? What will you be? I'll pause to note that there's an implicit challenge in this framework. I'm talking about taking the next step, but just as chuvah can mean repentance or response, it can also be translated as return. So which is it? Forwards or backwards? At the end of Echa, the book of Lamentations that we read on Tisha B'Av, as we remember moments of destruction throughout our history, we say longingly, return us to you, God, and we'll return, renew our days as days of old. Seems to be pretty straightforward. We want to go back to the way things were, right? Rabbi Robert Scheinberg has written, that this verse can be understood instead as saying, renew our lives as you renewed our lives after we were exiled from the Garden of Eden. It's not a plea for restoration of a formerly perfect condition, but rather a plea for resilience, a plea for the ability to renew ourselves after future crises and dislocations, just as our lives have been renewed before. Rabbi Scheinberg highlights how this verse composed in response to crisis, reminds us that we have been here before. We've navigated trauma and sadness and pain, and we've recovered. We've found a path forward. We've made it through before, and we can do it again. The very evolution of our tradition teaches us this. Judaism looks very different now than it used to, to say the least. Our Torah is always the core, the essence, but our religious civilization has shifted quite a bit from when we were wandering through the desert or during the ten- Second Temple period. You won't see any goats here over high holidays, or during the time of the Talmud. We've weathered destruction. We've weathered tragedy. We've weathered massive cultural, up- cultural upheaval. And yet, here we are still ourselves and completely different, but still ourselves. This is true on an individual level, too. There are ways in which I'm so different from when I was 10 or 20 or even a year and a half ago, and yet I'm still me, for better and for worse. The core remains the same, my characteristics, my personal challenges, and I'm changing every day. Change, I'll add, is twofold. There's the continued shifting of the world around us always, and there are the changes I can choose to make in response to my experience and surroundings. It's both external and internal. As Rabbi Brad Artson has poignantly written, we and the world are not solid substances, but rather recurrent patterns of energy, changing with each instant, but also maintaining continuity from moment to moment. Rabbi Artson highlights that there's this essence that remains And there's also the recognition that there's fluidity, both around me and within me. So the good news is that change is always happening, and we can respond to it in a meaningful, thoughtful way. The frustrating news? Real change takes time. Reb Pinchas of Koritz once taught that it takes 21 years, 21 years, of spiritual labor to uproot and rectify an in innate negative character trait. With all due respect to Reb I'm a bit more optimistic, but I do agree that long-standing patterns of behavior and thought don't simply shift permanently over days or weeks or months. It takes ongoing, diligent effort to really change. Chuvah is a daily spiritual practice, not just something to engage in once a year. This season comes to remind us of its importance not to simply exempt ourselves from this obligation until next Tishrei. I remember once speaking with someone with long-time sobriety from drugs and alcohol who had an insightful perspective on his sobriety. Whenever he was asked how long it had been since he had drank or used, he would simply say, I'm sober today. Even after he had sustained his recovery for years into a decade, he would still just say, I'm sober today. Why? Because he could only ever work on his recovery one day at a time. So too for all of us. We can each only sustain the patterns, the way of living we aim for in this day that we're currently living. I choose whether I'll meditate or exercise today. When I get annoyed, I can choose what my response is. And I might fall short. We might not rise to the opportunities that this day holds out to us. And we get a chance to try it again tomorrow. Change always offers new opportunities, and chuvah offers the framework to seize that moment. Okay, so what's the framework? First, chuvah requires an inventory. What was my response to this moment, and was that a positive or a negative response? Then a reflection. What do I want to do next? Lastly, a plan. How will I follow through on that choice? An inventory, a reflection, and a plan. Simple enough, but simple is not necessarily easy. I know intellectually what I want today to look like, what I want this year to look like. The challenge lies in putting it into practice. And as we start this year, I invite you to reflect along with me. What's your vision for how you want to live your life today? What's your plan for how to sustain that response What's an action that you'll take to bring that about today? And how do you know you'll follow through in the year ahead? What will you be? One more invitation. Please, this is a tough one for me. Bring yourself into this process with kindness and with love. Deep, lasting, sustainable change is difficult. Really difficult. Our current circumstances are not easy. We will each try to do things a bit differently this year and sometimes we'll succeed and sometimes we'll fall short. The real question lies in how we'll respond when we fall short, if we can learn from that failure and then try again. That's nearly impossible to do without this willingness to treat ourselves kindly and lovingly. Respond to yourself as you would a supportive friend, with encouragement and compassion, not as your own worst critic. As the truism goes, progress, not perfection. There's even been formal research that proves the value of this framing. In a study of patients navigating depression by utilizing cognitive behavioral therapy, researchers saw, this blew me away, that those with nonlinear patterns of change were more likely to improve when they were done with their treatment. I'll say that again people with non-linear patterns of change were more likely to improve. Having an initial shift followed by what they identified as a depressive spike, sessions where patients seemed to go backwards, actually led to more significant change over time. And to me, that offers some solace in moments when I feel defeated. Rabbi Kalonimus Kalman Shapira, the Ish Kodesh, reflected that the time for tshuva is Rosh Hashanah, the anniversary of the creation of the world. This is because tshuva is a kind of creativity. We return to who we are meant to be, but have not yet become. We return to growth and possibility that has lain dormant within us and not yet flourished, much as a sculpture lies hidden within a brute block of stone. Here, he highlights the ongoing possibility of continued growth and the implicit creativity in that endeavor. This reminds me that, as in all creative acts, this is an opportunity to partner with God, creating ourselves anew, which in turn recreates the world around us. Not only can we partner with God, we can work with each other. We need to. Since we're always changing, we aren't in this alone. We can support each other as long as we're engaged in this work. Whatever you've been reflecting on as I have been speaking, I can almost guarantee that there's someone else here or someone else watching who's dealing with a similar challenge. We grow more. We generate stronger, more sustainable responses when we share transparently and openly about our struggles. Change isn't meant to be navigated alone. The more we band together... The better we get at incorporating this process of tshuva into our daily lives, the better equipped we'll be to deal with the changes and challenges around us, the more successful we'll be at navigating the inevitable ongoing fluctuations in our world. This might not be what we planned. And we've made it this far because of how we've responded. I see in all of this that more than anything, our tradition offers hope. Yes, change is ongoing within us and around us and that also means that change is possible. Always. When we do this work we bring about that creative change into the vision we have for who we want to be as individuals and for who we want to be as a community and as a world. Change isn't linear. Change takes time. Change is difficult, and we aren't in this alone, and it's always possible. As we begin this year, let's commit to making the changes we want and need and hope for in our lives one day at a time. Let us remember and appreciate that each moment holds the unique and holy possibility of tshuva, Shinatova.